salute to small business, how these owners succeed in the Poconos, plus the original people of the Poconos, the exhibit featuring the Lenape who lived here, and the newest indoor spot for pickleball. Find out what the sport is all about. Exploring another Pocono small town, a new spot to relax and unwind, the historic announcement heard around the world with local ties, plus an in-depth look at policing in the Poconos. Hello everyone, thank you for joining us for this November edition of Pocono Mountains Magazine. It has been a beautiful fall foliage season here in the Pocono Mountains. I mean, check out these views from Skytop Lodge. And now we're looking ahead to the winter season. Yeah, and Brianna, it is the season of giving thanks. We are so thankful for all the great stories on this edition of Pocono Mountains Magazine, including small businesses and what it takes to keep them running, as well as those medals being restored to the All-American athlete, Jim Thorpe. Yeah, there is a great show ahead. But first, let's check out how the Poconos have been making the news lately. Newswatch 16's Amanda Eustace takes us to Holly Ross Pottery show us what has made this place so unique over the past three quarters of a century. It's the end of an era for a pottery shop in the Poconos. Holly Ross Pottery has closed for good. WNEP-TV reported on the final days of sales at the dinnerware shop in Greentown. PTN even talked to the late owner, Charlotte, back in 2019 about the property's <laughs> iconic bridge. It is, yeah, it's just a really peaceful place to walk and to enjoy. Yeah, and, thank you so and much. And so many people have memories from that bridge. I mean, sure. they've come with their grandmother or they've come with their mother or they came when they See. were just little kids. If we're gonna talk about food, let's talk about what's in front of us. What's this? Uh, this is our ostrich steak. WBRE-TV's uh, lifestyle program, PA Live, explored downtown Lehighton for a one-hour show all about the Poconos. In this segment, host Chris Bohinski samples some of the unique dishes at Bonnie and Clyde Pub and Grill. We'll show you everything this small town has to offer coming up in just a bit. We're in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. So this was a jail built in 1871, active all the way until January of 1995. 6ABC from Philly stopped in the old jail museum at Jim Thorpe for a spooky tour for the Halloween season. This historic jail has quite the story, as we've shared on Pocono Mountains Magazine before, and is open for tours to learn all about the Molly Maguires who were imprisoned and put to death here. Work was finished this morning on towers for a new lift at Blue Mountain Resort in the Palmerton area and Carbon County. As WFMZ-TV reports, skiers and snowboarders are in for a treat as this new high-speed six-passenger chairlift nears completion. In addition to Blue Mountain, Camelback Resort, Jack Frost, and Big Boulder are also getting new lifts just in time for winter. In fact, there are plenty of new additions and upgrades in the works for all six ski resorts in the Poconos. Hey everyone, it's Jim Hamill, and here throughout the Pocono Mountains, we have some amazing small business owners who are really the lifeblood of the region. As far as Gather and Maud and Maine here in Honesdale go, they show up day in and day out, helping to drive the local economy here with shoppers and gift buyers here for the holiday season. And so we wanted to share with you some stories from Gather here in Honesdale, as well as Asparagus Sunshine in Delaware Water Gap, to explain just what it takes to run a small business here in the Poconos. Check it out. 
It has been four years and change since Olivia Santos set up shop on Main Street in Honesdale. Her store, Gather, is without a doubt a big part of Olivia's life. It's definitely, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's hard work, you know, it's, uh, you're constantly, you're constantly working, you know, you're not just working when you're in the store, you're working when you're at home, when you wake up, you know, you always feel like there's something that you should be doing to further your business. The 20 something was living in New York, wanted more than the corporate life and moved home to be part of a changing downtown Honesdale and Pocono mountains. While rewarding gather in the small business life, is still a commitment, a huge one. I work weekends, I work holidays. I mean, those are the, the busiest times too, so I really have to make sure that I'm, you know, at work those days. It's a commitment and it's a sacrifice that I have to make. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I mean, I'm, I'm so happy to be my own boss and uh, to be able to, you know, feel like I'm making a difference here and um, getting to meet so many amazing people. 50 miles away in another part of the Poconos, Lauren Chamberlain has been putting out the open sign at her asparagus sunshine for four years as well. Her hometown store turned a hobby into what Lauren calls an extension of her personality. It's literally different in here every single time you come in. You'll see something different or there'll be a whole new like display or just something new. This space, especially the counter, has a special connection for Lauren. I sat at this counter when I was probably like 14 years old and it was my first job and I glued leather wallets together when it was the leather shop. Now it's her shop, antiques, local memorabilia, things that didn't just appear overnight. Lauren has spent years searching, stocking, and devoting big time and effort to this small business. Somebody's gotta move all this stuff. So there's physical labor involved. There's also, I don't go home and turn my brain off. It's not like, okay, it's five o'clock, I can turn my brain off, I'm gonna go home. No, I'm sitting at home, I'm doing the books, or I'm doing something else, or I'm in my workshop, like repairing something. Um, I work seven days a week. Whether it's asparagus sunshine, or gather, or any number of small businesses dotting the map of the Poconos, the story is the same. It's work, and sometimes not always what you think never know what's gonna happen that day. The other day I came in, there was a skunk in my basement, so. <laughs> Olivia called in the professionals and the skunk was safely sent on its way. A small reminder of just how interconnected the small business community is here and all across the Poconos. It's a team effort constantly. You gotta rely on um, you know, other businesses and you know, it's, uh, it's a constant, um, collaboration between everybody, you know, um, and we're lucky to have a great network and uh, support system of other business owners here on Main Street. From Main Street Honesdale to Delaware Street in Water Gap, relying upon one another is key for small businesses. This community has that already, and then being a business in it, it just, it works, and it's like we're all friends. Like, and if any one of us needs anything, you can call anybody in town. It's that warm, fuzzy feeling. The customers feel that. And all that hard work has paid off. Lauren and Asparagus Sunshine have plans to expand, opening a new shop around the corner. I wouldn't change it for the world. As, as hard as it's been and some of the struggles that we've had, I, I would never change it for the world. This love, this passion for the small business life is many things, 
wearing different hats, balancing the books, and at times, pest removal, plus the onslaught of holiday shopping. I try to get through Q4 first. It's our <laughs> busiest time of year. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm super excited. It's my favorite time of the year. You know, it's, uh, the store looks great. You know, we have so many gifts, and so many like Christmas items, and so, so much fun. And uh, we have great energy during that time of the year. So um, yeah, let's get through that first. Always thinking business, these owners work to give our Pocono towns character. And in return, we can support them now and all year long. Happy shopping. Jim Hamill for the Pocono Television Network. Still ahead on Pocono Mountains Magazine, we're exploring yet another small town here in the Pocono Mountains. We'll find out what Lee Hyten has to offer. Jim Hamill and Brianna Strunk will be right back with more Pocono Mountains Magazine. A special thanks to our sponsors, St. Luke's Monroe Campus, East Strasburg University, and Lehigh Valley Hospital, Pocono. and just a short drive from plenty of other Pocono places. And check out this park and amphitheater which hosts a seasonal farmer's market and year-round events. Let's go check out what this small town has to offer. Welcome to Within Harmony. We have jewelry as far as necklaces and bracelets. We have ethically sourced uh, crystals and stones from around the world. We have fossils, including dinosaur teeth. And then we have fun things like little plastic army men uh, known as Yoga Joes. We have books, we have tarot decks, and then we have an assortment of handcrafted items. What you're seeing here now is the crystal light bed. Uh, it's one of the therapies or sessions that we have here, whether it's physical aches and pains, whether you're a gym rat looking for recovery fast, uh, whether you're going through any kind of trauma, or any treatment, it can be utilized in conjunction with it. This shop is right up my alley. Of course, I have to take home a souvenir. All right, now let's head to another stop. Hi, I'm Bob Schaefer here at Joker's Well Game Cafe where we like to give some people a place to sit down, have some fun, put the cell phone away, and enjoy each other. We have about 365 or 400 board games here, card games and whatnot to play. There it is, you win, you're a winner. There we go, see? <laughs> We also have escape rooms that were designed by local teachers. We also have a very unique thing in that we serve food. A lot of game stores, you know, if you go to a game store, you have to order food somewhere else or, you know, go find a, a takeout somewhere. We do offer that for everybody here. That was fun. Now let's head back to the 1930s. Welcome to Bonnie and Clyde's Pub and Grill. We go from chicken wings to burgers to filet mignon to uh, lump crab cakes. We'll do ostrich, we'll do uh, wild game, boar, kangaroo. Uh, we'll do quite a bit of different things. 
This building was originated as a bank in the early 1900s, and when uh, my wife and myself bought the, the, the building, and uh, we wanted something a little different. Each booth has a different gangster's name. Each one has a little bit of a history of the gangster back in the day, so it's pretty neat. You sit at a different booth and get a little different education. Now, let's head to one of my favorite stops on the Pocono Beverage Trail. Welcome to Wine and More. Uh, here we offer both wines and tapped beers. Our wines are from a small family farm out in Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. We have everything from zero sugar, very dry reds, all the way up to very sweet fruited wines, spicy wines. We specifically are doing very well with raspberry habanero wine. Oh yeah, that is good. The other half of our business is the Carbon Craft Beer Tap Room. It's featuring Cave Brewing, which is a father and son brewing company down by Lehigh University. We have eight of their craft beers on tap and they change constantly. We have tables and chairs, of course. We also have sofas. We have a massage chair. We often have classes here. So it's part coffee shop, part winery, part brewery, part community center. Two bottles is better than one. Now let's head to a second stop on the Pocono Beverage Trail. My name is Rod Walk. Uh, we're at Insurrection Distillery in Lehighton, Pennsylvania. It's a, a quaint, rustic setting. To our knowledge, this is the oldest building still standing in the borough of Lehighton. Our specialty here is handcrafted cocktails. We offer basically about 100 different cocktails. We have seasonal specialty drinks. We make probably about 25 different types of liquors right now. Flavored vodkas, flavored moonshine, regular vodka, regular moonshine, rums, bourbon, absinthe, quite a variety. Cheers to an action-packed day here in Lehighton, and this small town is close to many other attractions, like the DNL Trail, three state parks, including Hickory Run, downtown Jim Thorpe and Palmerton, the number nine coal mine and museum, and Country Junction, the world's largest general store. For the Pocono Television Network, I'm Brianna Strunk. Still to come on Pocono Mountains Magazine, we are taking a deep dive on history here at the Columns Museum in Milford, learning about the Lenape, the indigenous people here of the Upper Delaware River Valley. Stay tuned. Righting a wrong after 110 years. More on the historic news that made international headlines and the once-in-a-lifetime trip that came with it, coming up on Pocono Mountains Magazine. For a warm welcome and refreshing wine, Three Hammers Winery really delivers. The Hobson Second District Brew Farm are grown right here. At Insurrection Distillery, you'll get a big city feel in our small town setting. Your trail awaits you. Make it whatever you want. Wineries, breweries, or distilleries. I've always wanted to craft a trail. Of course you do. Visit PoconoBeverageTrail.com. Here in the Poconos, Jim Thorpe the Borough is named after Jim Thorpe, the famous Olympian, who is laid to rest just outside the downtown. 
Part of his story includes what many consider a major injustice, which was recently corrected after 110 years. We recently caught up with Jim Thorpe's very own grandson to discuss the historic news as well as the once in a lifetime trip that came with it. And if you look behind me here, you can see some of the, uh, the track uh, that my grandpa ran on. In a full circle moment, this is John Thorpe at the Olympic Stadium in Stockholm, Sweden, where his grandfather won two gold medals in 1912. Oh heck, it still gives me goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps right now telling you the story. The trip came after Jim Thorpe, known as the world's greatest athlete, was reinstated in July 2022 as the sole champion of the decathlon and pentathlon, which he won by a landslide over a century ago. His grandson, John, found out about the reinstatement before it hit international headlines. When I heard that news, it was one of the most thrilling times of my life. After becoming the first Native American to take home gold for the United States, the International Olympic Committee stripped Thorpe of his medals and removed his accomplishments from the official record, determining he violated amateurism rules by being paid a small amount to play semi-pro baseball prior to the 1912 Olympics. It was wrong to take his medals away in the very first place. In the IOC bylaws, it states that if you have a grievance or uh, with an athlete or a country, you have uh, 30 days to file that grievance. In the case of my grandfather, they had waited six months. John Thorpe and his cousin Mary were recently invited to the Stockholm Olympic Stadium to witness the installment of Jim Thorpe's very own stone on the Walk of Fame and the unveiling of this World Athletics Heritage plaque. Both are now permanent fixtures at the iconic stadium. It was an incredible journey and adventure and the people there are just so sweet and kind and they love uh, Jim Thorpe. They know more about Jim Thorpe, I think, in Stockholm than uh, they do in California, where I was from originally. Yeah, they, uh, they love Jim Thorpe. It's amazing to be here. Maria Lloyd, who owns a shop in downtown Jim Thorpe, also traveled to Sweden to show support and help document the historic event. She presented handcrafted gifts to some of the officials there for the celebration. It was amazing just to represent not just my company, you know, just the native uh, international tribes, but also representing mostly Jim Thorpe because everybody knows that I came from Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. This is what Jim Thorpe's all about. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, waiting 110 years for a huge correction as, as this one, and I think that is super motivating just to be there and think that everything is possible. Advocates who worked to achieve justice for Jim include Bright Path Strong, a nonprofit founded to amplify Native American voices and stories. So there's been an accumulation of many people that have put in a lot of effort to get this final result uh, done, to get him reinstated. That includes John himself, who never misses an opportunity to share his grandfather's story. Uh, this is where he went to school with Carlisle. Including with the crew installing Jim Thorpe's Walk of Fame stone. 
He was really uh, quite shy. He didn't like a lot of uh, accolades. Or... At one point, John even sat down with Pocono Television Network for this in-depth segment about Jim Thorpe's legacy. He also worked at the Jim Thorpe Visitor Center in the Poconos, spending his days talking with tourists and keeping his grandfather's memory alive. Well, there's not many people that have a town named after them. And the way that the town of Jim Thorpe honors and loves my grandfather is very endearing. And now all those who ran the race for Jim Thorpe have finally crossed the finish line. Being reinstated, what do you think your grandfather would think about that or say about that. What took you so long? <laughs> While this is a time to celebrate, John Thorpe says there's still work to be done. His family is now working to obtain the original 1912 gold medals, which they believe are still in the IOC's possession. Now, John Thorpe says when he comes to visit Jim Thorpe, the borough, he always stops by this memorial to perform a smudging ceremony which is a ritual among Native Americans, and he encourages you to stop by and pay your respects as well. For the Pocono Television Network, I'm Brianna Strunk. Hi everyone, it's Jim Hamill, and here at the Collins Museum in Milford, it's so well known for this exhibit behind me, the Lincoln flag that has the blood of the assassinated president from all those years ago at Ford's Theater. However, there's another exhibit that's been here for about a year now. It is the Lenape Original People exhibit here that lets you immerse yourself in the culture and history of those people who lived here along the Delaware River in our Pocono Mountains region so many centuries ago. Each of the three walls within this exhibit, the Lenape, original people, reconciling the past, embracing the future, is part of a story still being written today. Generations after the Lenape were forced out of these lands, their descendants have played a role in bringing their story home. We involved uh, several of the uh, federally recognized Lenape tribes, so two from Oklahoma and one from Wisconsin and they had a say in what the panel boards represent and what they say. We kind of bridged a gap uh, by including, you know, the infamous Tom Quick monument. Lori Strzelecki is a student of history running this museum and the Pike County Historical Society, including the Lenape exhibit, which is local history just as much as this monument to Tom Quick, who is believed to have bragged about killing dozens of those so-called natives. There's these people out there that want to almost pick a fight with the with the with the uh, tour guide or something you know and, and they they try and get something out of you like oh well don't you think it's a problem that you know this he was an Indian slayer Tom Quick and you know he I'm like that's a whole nother story that's another story it's not like we have you know a, a room dedicated to Tom Quick as Strilecki explains the Lenape couldn't comprehend how you can own land but it's like owning a part of the sky. These panels paint a picture of land greed that destroyed trust between the settlers and the Lenape after the walking purchase of 1737. It's an unfortunate time of history, just like any other war. Much more can be learned about the original people of this river valley at the Columns Museum. A dugout canoe, pottery, and examples of tools that were used every day all give you the sense that the Lenape lived with the land, not often. It's important to see not only what they used as tools and how they lived and what did they eat, what did they wear, 
I mean, we hope to build the exhibit to, to that point too, um, with the help of these um, federally recognized tribes. These artifacts are from the Historical Society's collection. Strelecki hopes to include more in the time to come. Right now, as we mark Native American Heritage Month, this exhibit fosters a common understanding of who the Lenape were and are. To learn more about them and their customs was always important. I think they're very interesting. You know, a matrilineal tribe, you know, always, it's always nice to give a nod to the women, and uh, certainly they did, and that was their beliefs. The Lenape people inhabited a far wider geographical area than just the Poconos. But in what's now Milford, Strelecki says it was the Wolf Clan that lived in this region until the mid-1800s. Parts of Oklahoma and Wisconsin became their new homes. It's up to them to create their own history now and what's going on in Oklahoma and Wisconsin. You know, I think they're doing great things for themselves there and making a name for themselves and, and also remembering fondly their roots here and learning about them. And I think that's the important part. Until the next chapter in the Lenape's relationship to the Poconos is written, this exhibit will remain a stark but important history lesson and part of the story of this place we now call home. Jim Hamill for the Pocono Television Network. Coming up next on Pocono Mountains Magazine, we're going to talk to three heroes of the Pocono Mountains that protect 30 million people when they visit us and you and I when we live here. That's up next. We're getting zen at a brand new state-of-the-art wellness center in the Poconos. Coming up on Pocono Mountains Magazine. Your health has never been more important. That's why Lehigh Valley Health Network is making it easier than ever to take control with MyLVHN, your digital health partner. MyLVHN allows you to schedule appointments right from the palm of your hand, message your doctor questions, and even see an LVHN provider from the comfort of your home through video visits. With MyLVHN, you have on-demand access to your health anytime, anywhere. To learn more or to sign up, visit lvhn.org mylvhn. Hi everyone, you're back. You're watching the Pocono Television Network and I'm Chris Barrett. This is a part of the program where we talk to folks locally here in the Pocono Mountains. And one of the things that we've always asked questions about, and well, we've really assumed, is that every time there's an emergency in a community, we have folks who are dedicated to responding to those emergencies. Uh, first responders, we know that everything that happened during the pandemic, if it wasn't for those folks, our life would have been much harder for that year of lockdown. So we're really honored today to have some of those first responders, police officers, who are the backbone of the Pocono Mountains community. We're going to talk to them a little bit about what it's like to be a police officer here in the Pocono Mountains. So who we have with us to my left is Chief Chris Wagner from the Pocono Mountain Regional Police. To uh, my extreme left is uh, Acting Sergeant Eric Rath from Pocono Township. And to my right is Captain Scott Raymond from Stroud Area regional. So gentlemen, thank you so much for being here today. We're, we're thrilled to have you. Thank you. So Chief, I, I want to talk to you first. Why did you become a police officer? So I think, Chris, I, I went through a lot of a lot of soul searching, I guess, like like kids do these days where, you know, I was in college, um, didn't really have a direction, didn't know where I wanted to go, you know, flirted with different majors. And I know a lot of kids go through that. Uh, eventually, I started to kind of find my way, and I started to think military and, and moving in that direction. Again, it was personality-based, 
And uh, you know, my, my plan started to become coming out of the military and then going into law enforcement. Um, at the time, you know, law enforcement academies had, had a long wait. There, you know, you were hearing anywhere from you know two to three years waiting time to get into a police academy. Uh, just so happened I had a family friend that said, "Hey, I can I can get you in the next class. Do I take that opportunity?" And and I decided, yeah, well, you know, I'm not going to pass that up. And, and before I knew it, it just happened so fast. I was in the police academy, uh, you know, didn't end up going in the military, and kind of here I am. So throughout your career, you, um, I assume you started in the street as an officer. Right. So now you're a chief. So how many years have you been a police officer? Uh, over 28 now. And what, what has driven you through that 28 years? What have you liked the most about it? Just a uh, passion for the job. You know, it's not the same thing every day. So it's really serving the community kind of servant leadership and, and all those types of things. Yeah, it really is. Again, you know, just the dynamics of the job, um, you know, serving the community, <clears throat> really bringing, I, I always found it interesting to bring justice to victims. And we're gonna come back to you, Chief, but Eric, if I could turn to you, how about you? How long have you been a police officer and why? Uh, been doing the job 12 years. Uh, it was always, it was kind of a singular focus for me kind of knew what I wanted to do from high school on. Uh, my grandfather was a police officer, so I kind of looked up to him and idolized him. Um, you know, a high school and college athlete, you know, my, my favorite part of this job is the team aspect of it. Um, you know, we're all, we're all brothers and, and sisters every day that you go to work, um, and you have, you have to work as a team to accomplish the goals. Like Chief said, they're different every day, and they're, they're ever-changing. But if you stay together, work as a team, you know, you're going to be successful as, as a department. That's kind of athletics to law enforcement. They really, they really relate. You know, you strap up, strap up a helmet and tie up your cleats, strap up your vest and put your gun belt on. Uh, they, they, they relate to each other and you have a lot of the same, same uh, mentality with the officers that you work with. So you always knew from a young age that you wanted to be a police officer? Correct. When, when you're little and, you know, you're watching movies and stuff, but once you hit high school and you're starting to think about which colleges you want to go, uh, go to which you know professions there's really only one for me which which was law enforcement so the day that you received your badge do you remember that day on the I, first I, day you worked the street do you I, remember that I do yeah it was it was a proud moment um, Chief Wagner was actually was actually there for it um, it's it's uh, I love it you know I'm, I'm in my 11th year at Pocono Township and every day I go in I, I love my job and that's that's big for me uh, you know we deal with a lot of a lot of different things a lot of stressful situations and loving the job and the people that you work with makes it a lot easier to to handle those situations so Scott if I could we're gonna come back Eric but Scott if I could bring you in on this um, why did you become a police officer uh, actually my uh, my uncle was a deputy inspector out in Nassau County Long Island and we got together with them about once every three four months and he would tell me all sorts of different exciting stories about some of his apprehensions over the years and really just enjoyed listening to the stories about him basically getting the bad guy off the street and justice for the victims as Chief Wagner had stated earlier. It was something that was different every day when he went out on the road and uh, had some excitement and I just listening to that, I mean actually I originally wanted to be a landscaper. I wanted to just go cut grass and build landscaping walls um, but the uh, the change up of the things that he did every day and the stability of the profession 
is why I ended up moving towards that uh, in college. And how long have you been a police officer now? Uh, this is my second department. I was part-time up in Matamoros, up in Pike County um, for two years and then uh, got hired here and I have 26 years in. So I know the chief and the sergeant, but as a captain, what are your duties as a captain? So we're going through a transition right now um, where I'm actually doing a, lo a lot of different duties from hiring and recruiting to being in charge of the patrol division, um, making sure that uh, the officers have what they need on a daily basis. So just uh, another question for all of you and Chief, I'll, I'll, I'll give this one to you. Why should someone pursue the career of a police officer, in your opinion? It's personality driven. Um, you need to have the right personality. You know, again, what I see in a lot of the interviews is, you know, the personalities that we attract are those who really care about the community and really want to serve. They sometimes come from a law enforcement family. It's just like any other career, you know, a lot of times if, you know, you have carpenters in your family or you have bankers or whatever the case may be, the children follow suit. And, and we see a little bit of that, but then we also see those who are kind of cutting it on their own where, you know, maybe their, their father was in a different career, their mother was in a different career. They decided they're gonna be a first generation law enforcement officer. And again, you know, we really see that, that just overall desire to serve the community. Um, we see the personalities that you know, don't necessarily want to sit in an office all day. Uh, they don't want the routine of, of day in and day out, and that's what you find in law enforcement. And Eric, how do you, how, why would you tell somebody to be a police officer? Uh, it follows the same line as chief, is you know, you, you, if you want to serve the community, um, what you know, both of them said prior about uh, victims and you know providing justice to them those are huge key factors um, and then I always fall back to the competitive side of it you know you're you're constantly engaging and learning and dealing with different situations um, I think that's a, a big big attribute that new officers when they come in and they, and they have that competitive side to them um, they seem to excel uh, quicker and earlier and that's you know what it falls back to for me is a lot of military, a lot of prior law enforcement families. Those are the guys that come in and, and are competitive and, and excel and want to do the job um, and want to serve the community. So Scott, Eric mentioned learning, and, and I, I think that's interesting. Is there a lot of training that's ongoing all the time for you and your officers? Yeah, training is constant. Initially, you have the police academy um, that you would enter, and, and that's about a six-month. Uh, program and then from there when the department hires you generally most departments have a field training program and that's about three to four months 12 to 16 weeks give or take and that process is taking what you've learned in the police academy and using it in the field when you're in the police academy you learn about the vehicle code and the crimes code and traffic violations that you will encounter later on but you don't know how to process that information until you actually go out in the field and you know the first day when you pull over a car and you're, you know you say to your field training officer I don't know what section to write this under. You know, those are all the things that you learn early on so that when you are on your own, you have the resources that you can build upon to um, be able to go out and fulfill your, your duties. You know, and I think um, you're human beings. You know, you're coming at the position that you want to serve the public. So um, I always wanted to find out in your recruitment efforts, and Chief, I'll go with you first, what do you look for in your recruiting efforts? And I know some of you are just saying you're going through that right now. Right. So what do you look for in a candidate? We go through, obviously, all, all the background requirements, foundational educational requirements. So of course, we're going to look for you know high school diploma, college degree. Are they a military veteran? 
Uh, do they have their Act 120, which is the police academy? So you can put yourself through the police academy. Um, we look for those things as a foundation. And those, you know, obviously give you the edge against the competitors that are coming through the interview with you. But at the end of the day, I think what we look for after all those educational and background requirements are laid is good personality and good character. You know, I always say that if you can come into an interview and make me smile, um, you're probably going to get a job. You know, so again, everybody kind of comes in with those same or very similar educational backgrounds, um, life experiences, those things. But it's that, it's that electric personality that's going to win you the day. And, and I think that's what I look for, um, you know, coming out of the interviews as to, you know, whose name I'm going to check, I guess. Well, this has been great. I hate to do this, but I'm going to have about two minutes and I have to wrap this up, believe it or not, because it's gone so fast. Um, and one of the things we do want to tell everybody is we will be posting at PoconoMountains.com slash jobs any opportunities that these departments and others in the Pocono Mountains have. But if I could just wrap one thing, and Eric, I'm going to go through first, I think. Um, what's one thing you would want everybody to know about being a police officer? First thing would be, you know, we take the uniform off. We're just regular people like you. We put the uniform on. We're, we're those same people. You know, we, we might have to deal, we deal with people in situations that are usually their, their worst. Um, but we're here to serve. You know, we're here to serve. We're here to protect. Uh, and we're here for the citizens. And, um, you know, sometimes I feel like that gets forgotten, but that, that's our message. You know, we're, we're here for you. We're here to serve you. We're here to protect you when you need us. Um, you know, and that's our department's kind of our motto. You know, we're, we're, here, we're here for the victims, and we're going to run in when everybody else is running out. Um, and I feel like most people know that, uh, but sometimes it gets lost in the message today. But that's, that's our biggest message is we're, we're here to serve for you. Scott. Honestly, couldn't answer that any better than he just did. I mean, uh, you know, for, for being in a profession for 27 years, it, it's uh, it's been all about you know trying to deal with the public and to work with the public. And like you said, you take the uniform off. You know, I'm a dad. I'm a husband. Um, I'm a community member. I live in the area that I serve. Um, I want the best for what's in the community. And I, I think when you're when you're a police officer, that is part of your philosophy daily. Well, everybody, um, the, this has been a great time that we've spent with three of our heroes here in the Pocono Mountains. When the 30 million folks visit us yearly, you can be rest assured that you're well watched over by these folks and the teams that serve with them. And we will be right back with more Pocono Mountains Magazine. At East Stroudsburg University, you will study with cutting edge technology, you can perform in the classroom, field, or stage. You'll get involved on campus and off. You can have fun preparing for your future.
We can all use a little zen in our lives and today we are visiting a brand new business in Mount Pocono where you can experience every modern wellness service that you could dream of and more all under one roof. Let's go check it out. Good morning. All right, come with me. All right. feeling peaceful already. Welcome to Magnolia Inn and Wellness Center, state-of-the-art facility offering cutting-edge wellness services. We are conveniently located just across the street from Mars Trailways bus station, bringing people from New York City, Port Authority, just a short two-hour bus ride. We offer cryotherapy. It's a cold therapy, just three minutes, reducing the joint pain and boosting energy. It gets down to negative 225 degrees. We also offer infrared sauna. That's great for detox, relax, reduce inflammation as well. House salt therapy is very, very popular, especially post-COVID, because it definitely helps with the lungs, the respiratory conditions, asthma, allergies, and you just enjoy the session of 30 minutes uh, of breathing and inhaling the salt air. Biocharge is one of the most innovative technologies out there. There are up to 1,400 recipes available. We can pre-program up to 35 into the machine. People sit around it just like they would sit around the bonfire and, and charge themselves up with energy. Flow therapy, ours is a flow couple suite, so it's actually good for two people. It is a sensory deprivation uh, therapy. There's nearly 10 inches of water, but there is also 1,500 pounds of Epsom salt. So the density of the water is what makes you float. And it's one hour session, 60 minutes. I've tried a number of times, but people also say that it's an out of body experience. Steam room is another awesome way to detoxify your body. We offer a number of different massages, Swedish, deep tissue, couples massages, hot stone. Ivy drip has been a very popular thing around and I'm so excited to bring this to the area as well. Magnolia Cafe and Juice Bar is a holistic, beautiful, place that we created for people to continue their wellness journey. We offer cappuccinos, espressos, but also juices and smoothies and healthy snacks. So people can also stay here overnight. We created state-of-the-art six boutique rooms. Every single one has its own theme. You know, I was looking for all of these services for myself and I could not find and I kept going to New York and to other places. There has definitely been a big demand in the last two years, three years that we are seeing. I just decided to bring it all under one roof and to make it available for the community as well as for the tourists. original property, Magnolia Streamset Resort and Wedding Venue, is located in Canadensis, Pennsylvania, and we've been very busy there in the last couple of years. First, we've purchased quite a bit of uh, acreage around the original property. So now we uh, sit on 125 acres of undisturbed, pristine forest and truly intensified that feeling of disconnection for our guests. So we actually debuted our Streamset kitchen this summer. It's an outdoor seasonal eatery. 
So wedding venue is truly a unique, chic, and rustic um, experience for our couples. They get married in a, what we call enchanted forest uh, chapel, and then they celebrate this incredible occasion in about 4,000 square foot brand new pavilion that's built all along the stream. So we have six uh, freshly renovated cottages and three units. We can host up to 56 people. They range in sizes from one bedroom to three bedrooms. We purposely eliminated many of the modern age distractions, like we don't offer TVs in our cottages, and instead we encourage them to play a board game or make a fire. Uh, another project that we are excited to begin shortly is adding off-the-grid units. Our dream is to have tree houses and the glam tents. Both properties have truly been our ability to kind of bring our dreams to life. And we are so blessed and excited for the journey ahead. Cheers to that. For the Pocono Television Network, a very rejuvenated Brianna Struck. The sport of pickleball has been picking up in popularity lately. We're going to show you the newest place indoors in the Poconos where you can learn and play pickleball in any type of weather. It's a lot of fun. Stick around. St. Luke's has been a cornerstone of the Lehigh Valley for over 150 years. It was originally founded to provide industrial workers with immediate local access to care. In the last century and a half, while healthcare has transformed dramatically, St. Luke's dedicated physicians, employees, and volunteers have proven they can respond to changes with exciting, innovative, and bold healthcare solutions. St. Luke's ability to deliver the highest quality care at the lowest cost is truly transformational and will ensure our future. Many destination resorts in the Poconos offer different experiences that allow you to relax. They are sought out to rebuild and rejuvenate the body. Day spas have become incredibly popular and we have some of the best right here in the Pocono Mountains. Experience a new inner peace with some of the world's best spa therapies right here in the Poconos. Visit PoconoMountains.com. Hey, it's Jim Hamble, and if you haven't heard, there is a pretty big sports craze sweeping the nation, and right here in the Pocono Mountains, it's pickleball. And now, there's a brand new indoor facility in White Mills between Honesdale and Holly, Drop Shots Pickleball, that is here for year-round play indoors. Let's go find out what this sport is all about. I'm Christine. Hi, I'm Matt. And we're Drop Shots Pickleball. It's a cross between you know, ping pong, uh, tennis, and badminton, and it's, it's a really fast-paced game that you can pick up quickly. I've never played pickleball before, but my friend Raf here, he's pretty good at it. You just won a tournament, didn't you, in Atlantic yes. City? Good Atlantic for you. City, yes, and he's going to give us what it's all about. Describe to me the basics. Basic, starts by holding the paddle. Mm -hmm. You hold the paddle, it's like shaking hand. This is the form you want to have around the paddle. So it's even like this. Teach you how to serve, get it over the net, and do little volleys. And then from there we can do drop shots, dinks, simple. 
drop shots and dinks. Yeah, I'll explain to you what that is. Sounds fancy. You want me to show you? I can absolutely, show you right absolutely, okay, yeah. So this court is a little smaller than a tennis court. Correct. Okay. Yeah, the dimensions are 44 by 20. The no volley zone is 14. So the net in the middle will be seven. When you dink, it's just hitting it over the net, letting the ball bounce. You're allowed to get in the kitchen, hit it, and go back out. Okay. Both feet has to be established over the white line. That's one of the basics. The other basic will be cross dinking, which it is. It's, I'm gonna be hitting the ball to Mary. And this is another, another basics. The third shot drop is anywhere from here to the back. The reason why you wanna learn that, when you have both guys that's in front, you gotta be able just to drop it right over the net for us to advance. Okay. Okay? They call it third shot drop, but you can do it, do it anytime. And the next one is to serve. Serve, right. okay. There's two ways of doing it. You can bounce it and then hit it across. Right. Or you can hit it in the air. All right. So that's your two basic ways to serve. Here goes nothing. They can get to, you know, a, a, a really fun playing level, you know, in a short time frame. With a game like tennis, you know, it can take two or three years before you're having a really high level game. And that's why people fall in love with it so fast. Great playing. Hey, hey. good and, stuff. And basically, that's pickleball. A year ago, I think we were driving around and Matt said, we should open a racket club. And I said, you're insane. <laughs> um, but then, you know, as I started to see the game of pickleball pick up and that sort of thing, then we saw on social media that this was becoming available. And when we came and looked at the space, we were like, this is perfect. And there's a local community of pickleballers that really didn't have a winner place to go. So we wanted to provide a really cool space for them. You get your heart rate up though, don't you, Raph? We want to be a, a place where people can play pickleball, obviously. Also, as a place where there's a little bit of a community as well. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Drop Shots Pickleball. Um, our website is dropshotspb.com. Um, and those are the best ways to get, get a hold of us. If you want to book a court, you can do it on our website. Check out the open play schedule. Yep, to see what kind of events are coming up, that sort of thing, all yeah. on the website. So for Jimmy Hamill, Pocono Television Network at Drop Shots Pickleball, the newest indoor pickleball court in the entire Pocono Mountains. We'll see you next time. That looked like so much fun. Yeah. From pickleball to hanging out at one of our Pocono resorts, warming up by the fire like it's sky top here. There's plenty to do indoors this season. And of course, there will be plenty to do coming up this winter as well. Absolutely, Brianna. Those ski resorts across the Pocono Mountains will start making snow as soon as the temperatures drop enough. And of course, if Mother Nature cooperates, we'll get a lot of snow this upcoming winter season. So check out all the activities that you can experience throughout the Poconos on PoconoMountains.com. Thank you so much for joining us for this November edition of Pocono Mountains Magazine. We'll see you next month. Have a happy Thanksgiving.